give me a drink. I did a workshop recently on how to help traumatized people. And what's interesting about that, it's the same principles for all people. That when people are allowed to share their story, and they, they kind of go back to that experience. So for traumatized people, it's that traumatic experience. That as they share it, it connects the traumatic experience with now, which is not so traumatic. And it connects the kind of emotion, the, the rational and the emotional parts of our brain. And it forms connections that facilitate healing. And so one of the most loving things we can do for a person is to listen to them, is to allow them to share their stories. And that also means for us that one of the most healing things for ourselves is to talk out our story to someone who's willing to listen. And maybe we don't have that person, we can, we can journal it out. When Jesus asked the woman at the well for a drink today, is he just asking for water? She thought so. He says, give me a drink. Jesus is not thirsting for water, but for her. And he wants from her something that only she can give. Her heart. Because God has everything, doesn't he? But the one thing God doesn't have, and he, the one thing he respects but desires, is you and I. It's our own will. It's our heart. It's, it's us opening that door to let him in. And so we could ask, doesn't, doesn't Jesus already know? Does it, when he asks her, like he asks her a question, he says, go call your husband. Does, does he know what she's going to say? Uh, he, yes, Jesus is God. He knows everything. And she says, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, yes, you are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And they continue talking, and this woman is, is so affected by Jesus that, that she feels so known by God. And in that being known, she feels so loved that, that she, she leaves her water jar. The very reason why she went to the well, what she was looking for, is not actually what she wants at a deeper level. But Jesus meeting her, encountering her, satisfies her, gives her something that she wants even deeper down. So this woman runs and tells everybody in the town, come see a man who told me everything I've done, which before was something traumatic. That, uh, did everybody in town know what she had done? Did everybody in town know that she had five husbands? And Probably. But that same place that, that was an encounter of trauma before, that now that the Lord had an gone there with her, with love, that it became a place of connection. It became her story that invited other people 
to know the one who, who loves her. So how do you and I receive this living water? It's actually pretty simple on one hand. It's, it's going to Jesus and giving him a drink of whatever's there. And sometimes, sometimes we feel like we have to put on the pretty face and smile. And I, I need to tell Jesus what he wants to hear. What does he want to hear? Well, he already knows everything, right? He wants us to be real. You know, maybe, maybe today we're like, you know, we're coming back from spring break and we're, we're worried about the work waiting for us. Like, God, I'm really worried about this stuff. God, I've, I've had these tensions with my roommates throughout the year and I just don't know how it's going to go this week. God, I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about my future. I'm worried about my vocation, trying to find it. God, I'm mad at this person. All of those are things that we carry in our hearts. And so we're invited to go to Jesus and share with him all those thoughts that are racing through our mind. All those desires we have. The things we want, the things we don't want. All, all, all the, our feelings, like just where we're at today. And it's true that Jesus doesn't need our stuff, but he wants it. He desires it. That's, he respects our hearts, our space, and he waits for us to open up and to let him in. I had a beautiful conversation with a young man yesterday. Apparently he had gone on a retreat a little ways back, and on this retreat he started thinking about priesthood. He's like, oh, that's interesting. And then he went on another retreat a week ago, and all that stuff kind of came up again, like, Man, I keep, I go to pray and I keep thinking about the priesthood. So he reached out and we talked about it. And so I asked him, I asked him about his relationship with God. Like, what's, what's your relationship with God like? And he said, you know, I, I pray every day. Uh, he goes, right now I have the chance to go to daily mass a lot. So I go and the school I go to has a chapel, and so I'll stop by the chapel just like once or twice a day just to like stop in. And so I asked him, I said, what, what's it like to talk to God every day? And he said, there's so much peace. I know that he's with me and that everything's going to be okay. I wanted to kind of like tease a little bit, and I just said, well, what if, what if, what if you can't go to Mass? What if, you, what if you can't make it to the chapel for a day or a week or whatever? And he said, that's okay. He loves me all the same. St. Augustine said that, God, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. We could adapt that today to say, Lord, you, you have made us for yourself, O oh Lord, and we are thirsty until we drink from you, until we receive the love that you wish to pour out in our lives. That, that as I pour out all that's going on within me, that it actually gives us space for God to pour his living water into me. There was a news article this week about a town in Michigan 
And as COVID spread in 2020, and all the schools kind of closed down and opted for virtual learning, there was a Catholic school there, St. Isaac Job's Parish, and they said, we're gonna continue to do in-person learning. And so because of that, a whole bunch of other families joined the parish, not because, this happened up on the hill, um, uh, Father Will was telling me he was outside one day and this truck pulled up and said, hey, do, you, do your students come here in person? And Father Will said, yes. He's like, then we're going to register. And Father Will's like, wait, wait, like, we're Catholic here, you know, right? Like, like, it's, anyways, so, but they were just, they were just looking for something in person, right? And so now it's been a year and a half later and those students, those families who joined that parish and joined that school, they learned more than just math and science. They learned about God. And this Easter, from 12 families in that school now, there's a whole bunch of members that are joining the church and receiving sacraments. Baptism, First Communion, Confirmation. That they came looking for one thing, but Christ drew them through that to give them so much more. This, this evening at 9 p.m. we have our first scrutiny for five students who are seeking baptism here at the Newman Center. And we're given this gospel because it's that living water, the waters of baptism that they're seeking, that living water that Christ wants to give them to satisfy their deepest thirst. And it's not just for them, but it's for you and I that God desires to pour his saving love into us, the grace of baptism, the grace of salvation, and satisfy us in a way that no one else can. And so he draws us, he invites us, he says to us, give me a drink.